Hi everyone, I'm Kim. And I'm Jasmine, and we're the hosts of the Gravediggers podcast, Letting the Dirt Fly. Hi everyone, we're back. (laughs) I'm Kim. And I'm Jasmine. (sighs) And today we need to start off by talking about the dirt comment that was brought up last week oh okay so yes um you've asked (laughs) and apparently we left you hanging we did so um jasmine went on this amazing trip okay all of us 90s kids halloween town okay there was halloween town one two halloween town high all those different ones calabar yeah Yeah. there was like a ton on disney channel it was one of the disney channel original movies and so I, my husband and I decide to go on a trip and they have every year in St. Helens, Washington, they have Halloween town where basically they have recreated like that town hall where the big pumpkin is. Um, and they have like events, they have the Benny, the skeleton in his little taxi car. They have the pumpkin. Like it is so cute. So we go on this adventure. I'm like dressed up as a witch, having a good time. And we decided to go to a secondhand store. Because well, why not? Yeah. <laughs> You're already there. We're already okay. there. And so I'm roaming around. And this is after the Halloween party that I had invited Kim to. So I already knew she liked weird stuff. But <laughs> that I, was an understatement. That was an understatement yeah. of the year. Okay. And so I found this little, you know, um, uh, woven basket. And I looked in it and it said graveyard dirt. And it was dug up by a family member of the deceased. And it's supposed to offer protection. So bring out the dirt. (laughs) And how, so (laughs) she comes out and she's like, I caught you something. And I was like, and I was questioning whether I should give her the dirt or not. Your husband was also questioning. He was questioning it. I was excited. And then he started questioning me. And I was like, you know what? Maybe that is too weird of a gift to give to someone. And so I'm like sneakily like, hey, Kim, I got you something. Like, it's nothing crazy. And I just put it in her hands and like, and I read it and I almost started crying because I was just like, that is so <laughs> sweet. And I was just like, like, she gets me. And I was like, oh, like I was just, I think I was bawling because it was like that moment where you're like, oh, I think you might be my other half. Like, it was just so great. But yeah, it was obtained respectfully in the traditional manner from a local cemetery and dug by a close relative of the deceased. Suggest um, using for protection, not enemy tricks. <laughs> not and I like that they have the not enemy tricks. Don't trick your enemies with this because they'll come back for you. Yeah. So, um, yes, we did become best friends um, from her giving me dirt, kind of like a little kid. That was fantastic. Little, we are basically adults. No, we're little kids in an adult body. Yeah, I agree with that. That's how we've been able to describe it. Um, okay, let's go a little bit into our week this week because how did your week go, Kimberly? I had exams. <laughs> like I had exams and then I just like I've just been frustrated and so I'm working full time and it's end of semester and I just don't want to do school anymore. I want it to be summertime. Yeah. So that's why I'm in my pajamas and I just barely showered for like probably the first time washing my hair in like seven days. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just constantly dirty, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I know. How was your week? Um, it was rough. Same thing is, mm-hmm. well, last Friday, we recorded our first podcast episode, had all of our girls together, 
and plus another girl and they had a sleepover and it was hectic. That's crazy. And so I kind of wore myself out. And at the same time, my husband and my little had gotten sick. And so I was starting to get sick from them. I had this weird migraine nausea sickness while trying to write three philosophy papers at the same time. So I was struggling. And for any of you philosophy majors or minors or have just taken a class and had to have written a philosophy paper, it is so much harder than you would think because these concepts literally just take you in circles and you're going around in circles on three different concepts. And my mind was just feeling defeated. And so it was rough. Yeah. And it didn't also help that when we re-recorded the podcast, that it didn't actually record the video. So this is our first video podcast. Ah, nice to see you. <laughs> Due to um, the, that craziness. Yeah. But we didn't want to re-record it because it turned out really good. So Exactly. Um, so this is our first video podcast because um, let's just say it was a crappy week. It was a crappy week. But finals are over for the most part. I have one next week, but you know, yeah, I'm going to ace it. So no worries there. Um, but yeah, it's a huge relief that's off of our shoulders. And now I'm probably going to go home and drink some wine after this. Huh? Yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Take the bottle with you. I will take it with me. So I can drink. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm saint over here. Um, okay. So I feel like that's a good segue into what um, we feel like we need to be as a parent, that there is, I don't know, certain social standards. Yeah. 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 That, um, us as women or us as moms need to be at, at all times. And I remember that almost actually ruined me and Travis's marriage. Like when we were first getting married was because, um, I was like, this is how adults act. Mm -hmm. This is how it is. And that was not the person that he fell in love with. Yeah. And so it rocked our relationship really hard until I finally like started coming into myself. Um, but yeah, I wanted to dress perfect, have my makeup done all the time. I wanted to have kids that were dressed in cute clothes that were clean and matching and matching and that they always used the restroom before we went to a place and didn't have to use it at the place. And just, yeah, like, that you feel like you have to be the perfect person. And now that you mentioned that, that's pretty much what almost ruined my marriage at the beginning too, mm. was having to have everything so perfect and these perfect birthday parties for the kids. And, you know, Janessa would put on flowery pants and a flowery shirt. And I'm like, no, go change because you don't match. When in reality, it was just a six-year-old who was trying to express herself. And so I think that was the hardest thing to overcome is being able to accept the mistakes that we've made as parents and how to move on and be better, a better version of ourselves than Mm -hmm. we were. Yeah. I think also it was really hard. I know as a, like I grew up um, in the church of Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and with that, um, I always was ingrained that I'm a wife and a mother. And then I didn't really like put, stuff into there of like, Hey, I don't do good at being a stay at home mom. Like I am a working mom. That's how I work. Because if I'm at home, my kids become chores and then I get grumpy and I get pissed at them. Yeah. 
But like, if I'm a working mom, then I come home and I'm like, you want to make cookies? Let's do something fun. I've been busy all day. Come on, let's do something. Exactly. Like you appreciate your time with them even more because of the time spent away from them. Mm -hmm. How was your transition into being uh, like a working mom? So I've always been a working mom. Um, When I had my first, my oldest, um, you know, I wasn't prepared for it. I was a single parent and I was the only one bringing in money and living on my own. And so it was really hard because I felt like I was away from her too much and not and not enough spent time spent with her. Um, and so I never really got to experience what it's like being as a stay-at-home parent until COVID hit. And I was stuck working from home and my husband just wasn't doing anything for that period of time. They were just kind of like on pause. And so we had both kids in the house, my husband and myself at the house all day, every day for like three months. And that is when I finally realized like, there's a reason why I like, I do what I do, why I work and why I'm in (laughs) school, because one, I have passions. I have my own goals. I'm my own person. Um, but yet I just didn't have the patience to be home with them Mm -hmm. 24 seven and to be that, that caretaker. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, it was just a big realization of how much I appreciated going to work. And once, you know, some of those restrictions for COVID were, were lifted and I went back to having conversations with actual adults. It was like this pressure had been released off of me. Mm. And I don't want to make it sound like I didn't appreciate that time that we had as a family, because that was probably one of the best summers of our lives was, you know, doing Disney chalk art <laughs> on the sidewalk, um, you know, having super soaker gunfights and having, you know, fires and just spending time with each other, going outside, going on hikes, going camping. Um, so although, you know, it was hard and challenging while I was working from home and having to take care of them at the same time, it was also rewarding because I also got to bond with them in a way that I never had. And so it was kind of, you know, getting both sides of the coin. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I totally get that. I was like, in my situation with COVID was the opposite. Cause I was actually working as a 911 dispatcher. And so I was working nights and so I would work in the middle of the night and then I would try to sleep during the day, usually when they would be at school, but instead yeah. they were at home. So then I was getting mm-hmm. like three to four hours of sleep and I was miserable. And so it was like me being a stay at home parent plus working on top of it. And so it was terrible. like, yeah, it was miserable. <laughs> so me, I'm like, it just solidified that I'm like, I need my me time and my me time can be me working. Right. Yeah. And- I think one of the things that isn't talked about enough is that generational trauma that we've experienced because, you know, my dad for until I was 12 was a single parent and then he got married. Um, So, you know, we had a blended family and learning how to kind of lose some of those feelings of am I doing enough or am I doing it right or all of those questions that you have. I don't think there's a wrong answer as long as you're loving your child and putting them first. Yeah. Um, Because just an example of how I changed was, you know, when I was little, I would spill something. I was a terrible, clumsy little child. So I was (laughs) always spilling juice or milk. Uh And my dad was always like, God damn it, Jasmine. Like, that's literally what (laughs) he would say. Like, swearing at your child is another topic we need to cover. (laughs) But it was just 
like one of those reactions that you would have as a parent just as like, hey, I'm frustrated, I'm tired, and now I've got more work to do. And so I would find myself doing that same thing is my kids would spill or they would do something that was, you know, childlike, an accident. And I would yell or I would swear or I would react negatively instead of being understanding. And that was one of the hardest um, parts. But I've also learned that it didn't come with just working on reacting. It it came with working on my mental health to be a better me so I could be a better me for them. Mm. And that was one of the biggest struggles that I have overcame as a parent is learning to react in situations with compassion and rather than anger. And funny enough, my dad is the one who gave me that advice. You know, I love that. He was like, don't react in the moment because in that moment you're heated. Take a second to step aside, whether they need to go to their room or you need to go to your room and just take a second to step aside because when you're reacting in the heat of the moment, your reaction's not coming out in a positive way for them to feel that trust in you, um, for them to tell you when they've made mistakes. And I think that's really important that they feel comfortable coming to you when they've done wrong. I, I even going into that, something that I have been doing a lot lately is showing my daughters that I do make mistakes. So if I do blow up at them, that later on, I come to them and I'm like, I need to apologize because I did not act how I was supposed to. And, um, I love my mom so much, but my mom is perfect (laughs) in my eyes. She, she always had treats when my friends came over. She never rose her voice. She uh, like was always put together. She laughed at my goofy jokes. She still laughs at my goofy jokes. And so my mom is this perfect image in my head. And I was trying to live up to that. And I am not that. I am screwed up. I am making mistakes everywhere. But um, luckily, like, I am opening up to my daughters and letting them know that even as adults, we make mistakes. And I'm hoping that's a lesson that they learn from and that they don't just hold against me that my mom just made a bunch of mistakes. Exactly. (laughs) But I also think that what you mentioned is like apologizing to our children. I don't think a lot of us got that as kids Mm -hmm. is we didn't get that apology of like, hey, I did wrong and I'm sorry I reacted towards you that way. It was more of like, I'm a parent and that's, that is what it is. Not necessarily in my situation, but talking to the other friends and just seeing, you know, the trauma from other people's upbringing. I've noticed that apologies to your children is something that is way, 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 way unappreciated because, you know, there was a time when my daughter came home, she drew me this picture of me and her. And that morning I had sent her off to school with a bad attitude because I was frustrated because I woke up late and we weren't getting there on time. So then I put that on her instead. And I didn't apologize before she left school, which was my, that was, that was wrong. Um, but she comes home anyway with a picture that she drew of me and her holding hands. And it was like the sweetest moment because they see us so differently in their eyes because, you know, we have, we're so harsh on our ourselves and they, they don't really see that. They see us as you know, we're going to love you no matter what. And we shouldn't take advantage of that yeah. because love should be conditional. Sometimes <laughs> if you're not being treated right, mm-hmm. you have to set boundaries and you have to respect yourself. Um, but it took, um, a couple years for Janessa and I to recreate that bond because 
At first it was just, you know, I was angry. I was upset. And so I kind of pushed her away from that trust and she wouldn't come back to me. And so over the past, you know, couple of years, I've been working on my reactions and understanding her and being more sensitive to what she has going on in her life. Um, and now she wants to cuddle me again and she, you know, wants to hold my hand and she wants to spend time with me, which you're like, yes, you're back. <laughs> um, but it was hard as a parent to realize that it was my fault that our bond had um, faulted and it was a hard reality to face for me because, you know, I mean, I meet people like you and I see these, these, what we think are perfect images of other people and parents, but we don't see what goes behind, what goes on behind closed doors. Yeah. I agree. Um, I kind of want to step back into this like perfect image because that is something that I've always struggled with. And one thing, like recently, one of my younger daughters, she has a project and she is doing a project on the Bengal tiger and she wanted to do a diorama and I wanted to do it so, so bad. I wanted to make clay figures. I wanted to spray paint boxes. I wanted to make this look like the best project that you've ever seen. And I was like, okay, this is how it's going to be. And I didn't. I let her do it all by herself. She got her own stuff, put it all together, and it turned into a bunch of cotton balls that all have marker on them, colored in different colors. So there's green ones for grass, and it's laid all in the bottom of a shoebox. And then there is a Bengal tiger with two eyes, but its eyebrows make it look constipated. <laughs> And then trees with green cotton balls on top, which is toilet paper tubes. <coughs> Sorry. Toilet paper tubes with green cotton balls on it. And I looked at it and I was just like, it's fine. It's fine. But when she did her project, she was so thrilled because it wasn't, oh, my mom did this for me. Oh, this person did it for me. It was, I did this all by myself. I put this together. And she was so proud of it. And then I was like, oh. Okay, I get the lesson. Thank you for hitting me across the head with that. But um, that I just needed to like step back and be like, oh, um, things don't have to be perfect. And I should probably teach my kids that at a, their age too. Now, did your flyer also tell the parents not to do it? Because the flyer that came home with my kid was like, don't do this for your child. This is their project. <laughs> like, And I was like, oh, you guys have learned? And this is good because I was talking to my husband and he's like, yeah, my mom once set in like one of those like solar system things. Oh, yeah. And the teacher was like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. Can I like keep this and put it on display? And she was like so excited. And in reality, his mom created it. <laughs> and so like it's those moments where we're like, you know, maybe there is something to be learned about letting them be their own person and to be yeah. independent because how are they supposed to how are they supposed to be creative and to find their own path if we're always in the middle of making every little detail perfect yeah that's true like um i have a problem like an ocd problem okay okay how things need to be organized and so oh yeah if you didn't listen to the <laughs> podcast before this lady <laughs> is like pinterest 
phenomenon. She has like everything looks super cute and everything's put together. When you look at the organized shows, like she does that like in real life. Like it's just, it's so good. Thank you. So it does bring me peace. And, and that's okay for me. But the kids on the other hand, like I've always folded their clothes. And so they've got like these perfect stacks and these perfect lines. And then one day she's telling me that her seven-year-old's doing lawn, their own laundry. And I'm like, oh, we can, we can do that. I forgot. Like they are, they can do that. Mm-hmm. So I started small and she was taking out the trash for me. And then I was like, okay, you know, make your bed. And she started to like get in the tuck. And one day she's like, mom, mom, come look at my bed. She's like, look, I got it nice and tucked under. Like she was so proud of herself. Okay, that's cute. Um, but then I decided to let her do her laundry. So I was like, okay. You fold your clothes, you put them away, you hang them up. I was like, you don't even have to fold your underwear. Just throw it in the drawer. Like, I'm not going in there. I'm not going to look at it. Like, as long as your room's clean. I like how you preface at the beginning. I'm I'm not not even going to look at it. I don't need another headache. So, like, the first time she did it, I went into her room in the stacks. These stacks. They were everywhere. The clothes were, like, kind of crumpled. But... I could tell she was trying. Like she came to me and she was like, mom, can you show me how like to fold shirts again? Like she had a real interest in learning. But after that, I just like would stop going into her room other than to like make sure there wasn't clothes and stuff on the ground because I just didn't want to see the disorganization of organization that she had created. I don't have a problem. Uh, I don't. I don't uh-uh. have a problem. And so the other day I told my husband, I'm like, hey, do you think you could help me out? with one of the kids' laundry. Like, I will wash it, I'll dry it, I'll put it on their bed, and all I have to do is fold it. And he's like, are you sure you want me to do that? Like, you are very particular. <laughs> I looked at him and I, I took a deep breath and I was like, I'm trying to be better. I'm not going to look at the stacks. And if I do look at the stacks, that's not my problem. Like, as long as the clothes are put, it, put away, that's all that matters. Um, but we were talking with our other mom friend and... You know, she has similar problems, (laughs) but it just came to the point where we were just like, we have a sock basket now and the kids are putting away their own laundry. And, you know, our five-year-olds are starting to make their own beds, but they're so, they're they're poorly made beds, but we can't go in back in and fix it because we're trying to teach them that level of responsibility and independence. Mm -hmm. And then even though we want to fix it, they will know that we fixed it. They'll know. Yeah. yeah. So like, so it's not something that like we can go and do or anything. It's like, cause I did do it once. I went uh, back and fixed her clothes and she's like, she's like, mom, I'm really trying. And I was like, no, 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 no. didn't do anything wrong. Mom was just having an OCD moment. And I thought it would be nice to like line it up for you. And I was like, you are doing so good. And so after that, like, unless I like one time she had a long day and I came home before they came home. And so, like, I just folded and put away all her laundry to do something nice for her. Um, But we're making it sound like we're giving them independence, but we're also giving ourselves independence Mm -hmm. because I'm tired. I am tired of doing five people's laundry every single week. It's a lot of stuff. Like, (laughs) yeah, clothes, dishes, like vacuuming, anything. And so we've been kind of handing over the reins and we're like, okay the floor isn't swept as nice as it is but it's something i don't have to do anymore right but they did it and they put in good yeah and 
Yeah. We don't have to do it. Yeah. We don't have to do it. We don't have to do it. No. And I think that's the, that's the most important thing (laughs) that we can take away from this conversation. Yeah. Is that we have less on our plates. That's true. (laughs) Um, but back to like the whole perfect parent, um, there was one instance where, um, my, my kids were in the oldest room and you know how like closets have like these shelves, like we see here. Well, my oldest comes out and she's like, mom, 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 like, come here, come here. And I like hear my youngest, like freaking out. Like it was like a scream, like a cry, like he was scared. So I run into their room and he's like on the top shelf, climbed himself up there, hanging on with his hands, like dangling in the air, fear, like fearing for his life. And I like my heart stopped because it sounded like he was like, dying or something like it was serious like like a broken bone and so I go in there and I just like breathe for a second but that's another thing that I've learned is that you know we can't always control the situation you know we're cooking or we're cleaning while they're doing whatever they're doing and they're making slime when they're not supposed to and ruining our carpets or whatever they may be getting into um but again, it's, you know, how we react to that situation, how they're learning from those situations. And just, you know, sometimes I tell my daughter when we've had a rough day, like, hey, I know today was rough. I made mistakes. You made mistakes. And tomorrow's a new day. And we can try to have, you know, to try to do better the next day. Yeah. And I think that's all we can ask of ourselves because I think something that we forget is that our kids are watching us grow up as we're watching them grow up. That's true. and. I, I don't know. I'm still stuck on him being out there in the closet. <laughs> and I'm like, a look at like you're in his eyes. Me, I'm laughing because I see the difference in my parenting because I had a child that was climbing a tree and she fell out of the tree and somehow a branch caught her underwear and like sprung her up. And so she's like hanging from her underwear. And so they're freaking out. And so I come out and my husband's about to get her down. I was like, stop. I need my camera and I run and I run back into the house and get my camera and I have my husband set her back down so instead of lifting her up so then it's not like gonna rip her panties and right. so I'm like and so then he puts her back down so I can take this picture because I'm like this is freaking funny like so yeah. so that kind of shows like the different Two sides five. of our uh-huh uh, I'm the worry or and she's the capture the moment capture the moment this is this is fantastic <laughs> yeah um but that's one of the other things that we wanted to bring up is like the differences in parenting and how it's helped us and how it's hurted us hurt hurted how it's hurted us hurted yep. that's yep. a word that sounds mm-hmm. good yeah new words um, so like I'm the yes parent who is like, let's do everything that we want to do. Let's party. Let's have fun. You're a kid. You're only going to be a kid once. Oh, like they did a sleepover at her house and she's like painting nails and it's not just painting nails. Cause if it was painting nails, I'd be like, kids go at the table, make sure to not get it on the carpet. She's like, they're soaking their feet in an Epsom salt <laughs> bath that like, like foams up and then also massages their feet and then they're wiping it off and they're doing toenail polish, but then they're also doing lotion massages afterwards. Like it's like a full on thing. She is all, and me, I'm like, I'm the no parent. I'm like yeah. the, Oh, can we have ice cream for di- uh, ice cream for dessert today? No. Can I go do sleepover? No. 
Like, we just did a party. No, we're not going to do a sleepover. Yeah. And she's like, well, we could, we could, we could do a sleepover. Yeah. And it's really fine. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. It's already crazy. Yeah. Might as well add some more crazy. Exactly. And it's funny because my husband and I were like, um, one time I asked him, I was like, hey, can the girls have a sleepover? And he's like, you don't even have to ask me because both of us kind of have this mentality of like, this is what our parents do and we want to give that to our kids, but we can still do that while setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something important to learn because mm-hmm. I didn't know how to say no sometimes until I was at the point of just mental and physical exhaustion. Um, and so I've learned how to create a better balance because of you through learning some of your parenting styles, you know, relaxing some of those like OCD annoyances where everything has to be perfect. And then, you know, I see that her kids do their own laundry and they make their own beds and they have so much independence and they're themselves. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that that was even an option. Except for I'm also learning from you because um, because I am a no parent, I've been trying to say yes more. And so I kind of look at her and I was like, is this a moment I can say yes? Oh, you're good. Okay. I'm good too. Yeah. Okay. So like, I feel like now the girls are, okay, if your chores are done, then yes, you can go play at this person's house. And it's funny. My girls even said recently, they're like, mom. Whenever we ask something, we ask you because dad just says like, uh, I don't think so. Or you still have more chores to do. And they're like, but you, you've been saying yes a lot more. That's so cute. Yeah. If only. So, I, you know what? Mom number two needs props for this. Yeah. I feel like their lives are just better because of me. And yeah. I, you know? And then mom number one is the one that's like, uh, like your kids are like, cause I'm yeah. mom number two for her kids. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we could have done. They're getting the with, this. Yeah. <laughs> we could have done with more yeses. With more yeses. Can we get a different mom too, please? Yes. Next. Um, but that's, we just wanted to kind of talk about some of those things because again, like there's no judgments. And, and as long as you're not beating your children or emotionally neglecting them, sometimes I need it. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the day. Depends on the day. Um, and, you know, like having a drink after work or after a long week or whatever you need to do to de-stress, you know, take that 30 minutes away from your kids after they go to bed and do whatever you want to do. Or maybe it's dropping them off uh, with grandma and grandpa or a friend mm-hmm. because you need a massage or you want to just go sit in Starbucks and grab a tea and listen to your podcast. Um, whatever you need to do, like, don't feel bad for taking time away from your kids because being a better you is how they get a better mom. Mm. And I think it's really important to realize that and to realize when you've done wrong and to accept it Mm. and to know that you can do better and that, you know, the mom that they see now isn't the mom that they have to see forever. Yeah. And like us, um, as you can tell, you grab it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I even come in here and relax and eat snacks in here because this is my getaway from the children. And so I feel like we all need a little getaway place. So basket in my closet as well. (laughs) Yeah. So if you need to come and chill in our closet. While listening to us talk about nothing. Yeah. Then you are welcome anytime. We'd love to have you. 
Um, again, don't forget that we've got Call a Friend Corner. So please email us your questions, um, your stories, or any topic requests that you have. Because again, this is a conversation. We don't want to do all the talking. We want to hear from you. This is why we created the podcast. And please, please, please don't forget to like and subscribe all of our pages. (laughs) Yeah. And we give you permission to go get a drink tonight and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Gravediggers podcast. We are your best friends, Jasmine and Kim. Please subscribe and find us on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at gravediggers.j as in Jasmine, K as in Kim. And look for us on Patreon where we give exclusive content, seasonal gifts, and early access to those that help us provide this content. Till next time, don't be afraid to dig in the mud and and get get a little little dirty. dirty.